everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Fantastic Lady Day. I am your host, Carrie Collins. I am a little off. As you guys know, there wasn't an episode last week. I have explanations. <laughs> it's just, it's just been a mess of life. Um, but anyway, we are here. I wanted to do a couple of episodes because I did really want to have a Memorial Day episode. So with that being said, I'm going to be eating my Memorial Day donut. (laughs) Mm, Very good. Yeah. um, We're going to get into it. But last week was was an absolute mess of a mess of a person that I was. So it just wasn't going to happen. And it was just one of those episodes where it was my time of the month and I just needed a full on emotional exorcism. That is very much what happened. And, um, it all ended up with me, like, I just started like fixating and obsessing over things. Um, and one of the things is, is I, uh, if you haven't noticed, I switched out my nose ring for like a ring ring, like a circle ring and it got super infected. And that was like, I'd had it for like, I just fixated because I'd had it for a year and I was, I was really upset if I was going to have to get rid of it. So I had to take it out. It was like a whole thing. The kids were just absolutely feral that day too. And it just all culminated with me ending up back at, (laughs) back at the piercing place, trying to get a fix. It was Lord. It was a full on, full on mental breakdown. And, um, so yeah, that's why there was not, that was in summation. That was why it was just not going to happen last week. (laughs) Um, but, um, and I did want to apologize for my last video. I didn't realize that my camera sucks and eventually I will get a better camera. I will get autofocus. Um, so if this is out of focus, I apologize if my if my levels are ever not great, I apologize. It's just like, this is literally like one woman shit show and I'm trying to piecemeal this together and I don't realize when things are blurry and I don't realize when things are sounding really bad. So (laughs) literally like it's just been a struggle, you guys. So thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for just, you know, dealing with whatever it is. Um, So yeah. Let's just like go ahead and get into this. Let's get into uh, our opening clip because I have a lot to talk about today. Um, Not too much that I have been interested in that's been in, you know, the the mainstream media just yet. I mean, there is your episode that you're going to watch after this. We're going to get into it because June 1st is Pride Month. So just stay tuned for all of that juiciness because we're going to go in. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to um, 
I wanted to go into this fantastic lady. I think she pretty much represents like I went between two different clips and this first lady, um, she pretty much is kind of the epitome of, you know, what my mental state was uh, last week. So I just wanted to just share this with you. So let's let's go ahead and get into our first clip. That's what happened. <laughs> that is what happened to me last week. It was an actual shit show. Um, I mean, and you know, any women can understand, um, especially like after having babies, like your whole cycle, like what we have to go through <laughs> monthly month after month, year after year, hormonally, it, it should be, you know, it should be, we should talk about it more. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like, it starts, like, I'm always kind of emotional around my time of the month. And it was just like, everything was just a struggle. And then by Friday, I take my kids to go get acupuncture. We went to our acupuncture clinic. They went, they usually go feral in there because they just ping pong. It's a new space, new things, new things to touch. We have to touch everything. We can't just sit. We have to touch everything. And like the, the one-year-old was just absolutely just atrocious. And uh, the, my eight-year-old is like obsessed with like spinning in those little chairs. <laughs> And I had woken up like I'd had I I've had ever since I changed out my nose ring. I've had this like little bump and whatever. My skin is super sensitive. It's the most annoying thing ever that I have to deal with. But it had been completely fine for months and months and months and months and months. This is the first time I've ever successfully like had a nose ring. Anyway, woke up. It was infected. So and it was just like an energy in the air of just like, oh, this isn't working out. and. I, of course, like before we even left, like my period came and I was just like, okay, this is going to be a challenging day. Little did I know I literally lose my mind by the time we left, by the time we left the acupuncture appointment, I was fully gone into my mental abyss. Let's just call it. And I think, you know, as a, as women, like, I think you guys understand, you know, um, I think it's important to talk about our cycles and I think, you know, we live in a world where people think they, who have never been a woman, like can kind of portray like what they think a woman is, but it's like we go through so much. I mean, our bodies, you know, whether or not we decide to have children, like our bodies are designed for that. So like the things that our bodies just go through on a daily without being pregnant and going through childbearing and all those things is really, really intense. 
And, you know, a lot for a lot of women, it's, you know, it's in the form of PCOS. It's in the form of endometriosis. It's in the form of fibroids and all the other plethora of things that go on and around, you know, the whole female reproductive thing. So I'm very glad that what I deal with isn't to an extreme, but it still doesn't negate like how difficult it is. And I haven't really had a period or a cycle time where it it had been so overwhelming. I mean, I just was, it was almost like I was so sensitive to just even physically touch. Like everything was just, all of my senses were in height, were heightened. All of my emotions were heightened. And I just literally came unglued, you guys. Oh my Lanta. It was, it was bad. I have not had a a serious episode like that in a very, very, probably since my teens when my hormones were just so out of balance. And I don't know if it has anything. I mean, I don't, I haven't done enough research into a lot of, you know, the simplicities and the complexities of, you know, um, menstrual cycle to really know, like, you know, does it have anything with me turning 40? You know, like, am am I going into the change? Um, But um, yeah, so that's the long ended part of why there wasn't an episode last week. It was just not going to happen. Plus, we sat around or we were around me and my husband on his days off, we had done some major outdoor work on our house. For the first time, we're trying to be able to make our house look good. So it just wasn't going to happen. And then he took me on a date. It was fantastic. Um, so this week was just kind of about that self-care. And I think that's really important to talk about, especially on this podcast, because again, I really wanted to create this podcast to be a space, not only for entertainment and laughs and all the things that that I'm trying to do, but like talk about the issues that really matter to us. And, you know, there's going to, there might be some weeks where I don't have an episode because I have to self care and I have to listen to my female body telling me to like, that you cannot literally do one more thing. You have to go and take care of yourself and just be in whatever space I needed to be in. So anyway, with that being said, (laughs) we're going to get into the Memorial Day part of this uh, part of this show. Um, so yeah, Memorial Day, if you've been living under a rock, is celebrated for all of our veterans who you know lost their lives, or you know just just all the guys who you know have passed. Whether it's losing their lives in a battle, or you know of old age, or whatever, the people who sacrifice their lives, their times, their, their energy, their everything to protect this country. This is, this is what we're remembering today. Um, and I've had so many members of my family, uh, our military. I'm going to pause here because if you hear my children in the background, I apologize. They have literally gone. It was a very hard night last night. (laughs) The little one was up every hour. So the fact that I'm here functioning, you guys, is is a big is a big deal. 
But um, yeah, so both of my grandfathers um, were in the army. They served in World War II. Um, one of my one of my grandparents actually was part of an infantry that was a part of liberating uh, Dachau concentration camp, which is you know of course in Europe. And you're probably going to hear my daughter. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of like a really cool thing that, you know, that I've got to learn about from his perspective. I mean, both of my grandfathers, all of my grandparents have since passed. But um, but yeah, both of my grandfathers served in World War II, which was amazing. Um, my father was also in the Air Force and then Army. Um, so when I was, um, well, he went into the army, he was in the air force when my parents got married. And then when my mom got pregnant with me, he switched to the army. He actually went to, he was in basic whenever I was born. And so, um, and then after he got out of basic, we kind of hopped around a little bit and then we eventually went to. Berlin, Germany for three years during the Cold War. <laughs> My little mother who had never left the state of Montana, never thought that she would ever leave the state, her family and anything, went off across the ocean to a completely different continent in the middle of a communist war. <laughs> so, yeah. Um so that's just kind of a little bit about my history. And then, you know, what do you go and do? You you go and marry somebody who is in the military. My husband is actually a part of the Navy. He was active duty for six years. Um, basically, for, I met him right before he was um, off to basic. So, um so yeah, pretty much the entirety of our relationship, he has been in the military. Um, he's in the branch of the Navy. Um, so he's, he's been a lot of places, <laughs> but, um, you know, before I, I get into my own personal story, you know, I don't want to come off ungrateful, unsupportive, um, you know, life has been hard. There's been aspects of it that have really showed me who I am and just our situation is crazy and not of the norm. But I don't want to, I just want to say up front that 100% I support our military members. I support what they're doing. I support, you know, the sacrifices that they make. Um, Because I always try to keep that in mind whenever we're going through a deployment or going through a really, really hard time situationally when it comes to my husband being in the Navy. And I really try to understand, like, if, if I think it's hard for me, at least I'm here with support and my family and our kids and all this stuff, like they go off away from their loved ones, from their support, from their, you know, just emotional stability people, so um, I try to always keep that in mind that like, who's really making a sacrifice? Um, and so anyway, with that being said, um, being a military spouse is not easy. 
Um, some people can are, are, I think are just naturally good at just surviving at just existing, surviving, whatever you want to call it. Um, and some people, you know, I, I think, you know, that's where like Instagram and like social media really does an injustice because, you know, a lot of what I was seeing from other military spouses was, you know, they just kind of sink into it. They just kind of were good with it. And then I feel like from what I went through and all the struggles that I had, that I feel like, the, like you have to have like horrible days. Like you have to have days where you're just like literally about ready to like throw yourself off the roof. Um, and I'm sure that like, you know, Instagram paints a, a very beautiful picture and we only get half truths of what somebody's life really is like. We're not there to see the bad days. We're not there to go behind the scenes. And um, so that was really hard for me. And especially like, so we got married. We got married really quickly just because we had been in a, obviously a long distance relationship when you're with, when you're dating a military member, they're going to get shipped all over the place. Um, and we just, we, we initially had set a wedding for like a year later, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do a long distance relationship anymore. I want to be with this person. So we actually ended up pushing it to like six months out from the time that we got engaged. Cause I still needed time to like get everything done. But, um, but everything with the military, they always, there's this saying that you just, you hurry up and wait. Right. Um, but there's always like this sense of like urgency when it comes to, you know, our plans as a family and our plans as a couple, it's like, if we have to accommodate, you always have to accommodate because the military member schedule comes first, <laughs> the mil military members duties come first and then it's their families. And then, you know, my dad has always said that, um, I mean, just literally drilled into my head, um, a, a phrase that said that he says, um, if the military wanted you to have a, a spouse and a family, they would have issued you one. And I, I don't necessarily, I think it's definitely a different, it's a different kind of air now than it obviously was in like the 60s and 70s in the military where it was a lot different um and i feel like nowadays they do understand you know families they do understand that important of like what that support means i mean they're more into you know what the mental health is of their people which is always really nice um but so everything with us has always felt very rushed. You know, we had to get married really quick because we didn't want to be apart. Um, we had our first child very quick because it was going to, you know, the way the Navy works is you switch between shore and ship command. So he was on his first, um, on his first duty station is what it's called. He was on a shore. And so I knew that he was going, we knew that he was going to be on a ship. He was going to be out. He was going to be gone. And I definitely didn't want to be pregnant for the first time and having a baby by myself and doing all that stuff. So we literally decided within the first four months 
of us being married that we wanted to have a child now instead of waiting because we would have had to wait for four years. And (laughs) that was just a whole mess. Um, But where things really shifted, I mean, definitely things really, really shifted once I got pregnant, but it was still like, you know, just me and him. So we got to have that whatever. But um, I feel like living that military full-time life and becoming a parent had was just it was like the beginning of something super intense and transformative and i feel like you know being a military spouse like you can tell your individual stories but unless you really <laughs> walk through that you have no idea no idea what it's like how you're going to feel in those moments how it's going to affect you how it's going to change you i am totally a whole ass other person than i was before marriage and the military and kids right um and not a none it's not all bad so after our i mean literally after our one year anniversary like 2 months later i gave birth to our daughter and little becoming a parent, your first time parent, I mean, that is just still the hardest thing, even for the most like ready feeling person. Like you can feel, you can feel as ready as you want to be, but you have no idea what you're doing and everything is a first and everything is really intense. And it was really intense for me, you know, on top of then having postpartum anxiety, which does not help. Um, on top of having a military spouse, when we moved, um, after she was born, he went to his next station, which was on a ship. So how that works is if, if any of you are involved with somebody in the Navy, um, basically, you know, like (laughs) their event there, everything is in preparation for a deployment or, you know, whatever. And so the months and years, whatever it may be leading up to that said deployment are all about going out and out to sea and running tests, running drills, running maneuvers, running all the things, making sure everything, every procedure, every instance, every situation is accounted for and taken care of. And there's an action that everybody knows like this is what I'm supposed to do in this situation. This is what I'm supposed to do in this drill. This is what I'm doing. So it's like a constant in and out, right? He would be gone uh, on his ship for periods of time and then he would be back and then he'd leave again and then he'd be back. So there was like no consistency, just as like we would kind of find our rhythm and get into our family dynamics routine. He would be gone again. So it, it was just, it was never consistent help. It was never a never consistent break. Um, you know, he would have to, it would take, it, it would take longer to do things because he'd have to learn how we're doing things. Um, he has like, he doesn't know anything really. He's not around long enough to really know the routines and the mannerisms and the things of his baby. So I'm having to He's having to learn all of that. I'm having to help him 
on top of taking care of everything, I'm having to teach him how to be a parent in, in the in small instances that he's around us. Um, you know, but still, even when he's here, he still has to be dedicated to the job because the job comes first and then everything else. And, um, and so that was really hard, especially being a first time parent, not living, you know, we were living in Florida, all of our family was in Oklahoma, not having any help. God bless my mother who would fly out. She, if she had retired by the time I had my daughter she had retired and it was the best thing ever because she was available to come and help me when I needed and um and so she everywhere we lived she would fly out and do her best to like help me you know and things just the the responsibility of being a parent and having to not have have your spouse help you through it was so traumatic you guys Anyway, it, it was very, very traumatic. It ended up, it just, everything just over that, over the course of those years while he was on his ship, it just intensified and intensified and intensified. The anxiety got worse the, and, and my mental health slowly over time began to really deteriorate to the point where like I was having six panic attacks back to back in the night and having to go on major medication and seeing therapists and psychiatrists and people to try to just help me function. Um, because you know, that's the other thing is like, you know, you're forced into doing things like you don't get a choice. Like the mill, he, my husband never had a choice. If things went bad with me, he didn't get a choice to be able to stay home. He wasn't able to call into work, right? That's not a thing in the military. <laughs> you don't call into work. If you don't show up, you get in horrible trouble. And, um, so you're forced into just having to figure it out. And if your spouse has a mental disorder, which a lot of us do, a lot of us do, I'm realizing, especially after our last appointment, um, you know, there's some people that I would like to say are built for this, um, but I am not one of those people, unfortunately. And I always thought that's what I think it was so frustrating about everything. It's like, I always thought that I was such a strong, independent person. You know, I came from a dysfunctional family where I was all on my own trying to figure life out. And, and I just thought that I just thought that there wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. But having kids, when it came to, to raising children, being responsible for somebody else's life and trying to navigate that on your own, being sleep deprived, all the things, if you're a parent, you know, but doing that alone, I always, I, I always could understand a single parents. Like in some ways, I'm not a single parent. I don't try to take away or take away any validity to what a single parent who has absolutely no support years and years and months and months on end. I don't, but I see, I am able to see a glimpse of what it's like to be a single parent. And my God, my God, <laughs> um, I just really thought that it would overtake me. I, I just thought that and I always tried not to, okay, this is what, 
this is where I want to get to. And I, and again, I want to reiterate that I support my husband. The things that my husband has been able to do in the military are truly amazing. Um, he actually became chief last year. It's just the dedication and the hard work that I know that he has had to struggle through, not only just within the military and all the politics and the craziness that goes on with that, but like having to deal with a wife who is um, mostly mentally unstable. Um, you know, I think that's a true testament to his integrity. I think, you know, I, I, I applaud his, his hard work and his efforts to try to protect, to try to serve his country the best that he can and all the sacrifices that he has personally had to make in his life. It has gotten to a point, especially after this last deployment, where I think the both of us realize that um, it's not something that we need to be a part of anymore. <laughs> Um, and there, and it sucks because, you know, the, the one, there are some good things that come out of the military. I mean, both of our children's, uh, labor and delivery, everything with that has been completely paid for by the military health insurance, obviously is literally, you're not going to find cheaper insurance and it's really good insurance everywhere for the most part, everywhere takes it. You know, my husband's been able to go all over the visit so many different countries you know, we've been able to live in, in beautiful places other than Virginia. I'm sorry. I just, I don't, the only thing that good that came out of Virginia was my daughter. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've got to live in a really amazing places because of the military. We've, you know, there, there is some sort of security with, with the military that it brings. Um, it's been able to kind of be the catalyst for my husband's career with, the police department and things like that. So, um, there are good things about it. And, and a lot of reasons why people join the military, um, free education, you get a, a consistent paycheck and it's a good paycheck if you do the work and, you know, um, you get a lot of on the job training. It's very like technical skills, things like that. Um, so, I mean, there, there, there are really great things with joining the military and especially people who are kind of lost and in translation, <laughs> in transition in their life. It's a really good place to start from. Um, but, um, this last deployment, I was doing so good. You guys, I was so proud of myself. I was like, I, the, I think I was eight months pregnant when my husband came with my son, my second child. Um, when my husband came to me and told me, I have something to tell you. And whenever he starts that sentence, I just literally like brace for impact. Cause I know he's going to tell me something and it usually has to deal with something with the military. And he told me I have been called up to go on deployment and he was going to, he was going to go in February and it was going to be an 11 month situation. And I cried for that whole entire month. And I was devastated because yet again, I drop another kid and he goes on deployment. Because this is what happened with our daughter. Um, except, you know, this time my son was in, still an infant when he left. And, you know, it was different with my daughter. I think she was like two 
when my husband left the first time or the first major deployment. So she was a little bit older. She was more in the toddler situation. Um, you know, my, my son was four months when my husband left for his last deployment. And I was doing real good. Like I said, I was raw. I was like, I got this, you know, February came around, March came around. I was like, yes, we are doing it. We are rocking this deployment. This isn't going to be nothing. You know, I was getting Scarlet was nearing the end of school. Right. And a situation happened that with my son where he got really ill, it was like a whole, it, it was, a, it was the worst night of my life ended up in the ER. It was a whole thing. And from that day, my health, mental health just deteriorated and deteriorated. Um, my, my son ended up just being very sickly for a very long time. And then we had to go through the, I'm, I'm sure all of you had to go through it last year. If you had infants with the whole, uh, formula shortage. So scrambling my, my son at that point, um, by April was completely hundred percent being formula fed. And so freaking out about that, he is constantly sick. He ended up getting the worst flu ever that at the end of it, he even got pink eye. It was like a horrible and my mental health got so bad. Um, I decided that I was just going to stay and live with my mom until my husband got back. And so we had come back here to Colorado to get the rest of my stuff for the year. Cause I had just planned on staying over the summer and then starting the school year back here. We came back. I had a full mental breakdown. I had to go, I had to just go to the ER just to get some relief. I knew I was in a panic attack. They really couldn't do anything for that part, but like I knew that I could at least have some relief. Um, I was super dehydrated, just in a constant state of panic. And I called my husband or my mom, or I called my husband from the ER room. There was things happening with my blood. It was a whole mess. And he ended up, I didn't even know it was a thing. He ended up having to come back from deployment early. And cause my mental health was just awful. And I am just so appreciative to all of those officers that made it happen, that heard our story and sympathized and tried to do the best for us. He was able to come home and, and take care of me and get me kind of back. Um, back together, put me back together, basically. And, um, and that's when I kind of just realized, like, for me personally, this is my personal story. I have just been living in survival mode since the day that I got pregnant with my daughter almost eight years ago. And I, I'm, you know, as a 40 year old woman now, you know, my kids are are starting to get older, you know, things are starting to level out. Um, I am, I am just so tired of living in that mode. I'm so tired of some of the resentment, unfortunately, that I do feel towards the military because of all, I mean, truly it's everyone in the family 
of that military member, even to the extended. They sacrifice. They sacrifice their family members. They sacrifice their time. They sacrifice all the things that people who are, you know, that civilians get to have every single day, whether that be a regular schedule, right? Or whether that just be able to have them home for holidays, to celebrate anniversaries. Um, We've missed a lot of Christmases, birthdays, Thanksgivings. We've missed a lot. And, and that's the sacrifice that we have chosen to make um, for our country. And I don't regret that we are protecting, that we're doing our due diligence to make sure that the world is a free and safe place. But, um, but it doesn't come without its consequences. Um, and I would never tell somebody to not be involved with a military member, but I would really, really, I, I think, you know, especially as a young person or, you know, how you get caught up in the love bubble, like really, really, really think about what you want your life to look like, what you're willing to go through, what you're willing to sacrifice and really understand the long term. I think where we live in a country where we, we think of the immediate, we don't think of 10 years down the road. We don't think of in the future. It's I need it now. I, I have this feeling I want to hold on to it. I need it now. Like trying to really see into the future of this because we want instant gratification. It's that instant gratification that is just got a chokehold on us. And with everything that's happening in the world, I definitely think that we need to start thinking. I think I feel like for me, it's the first time where I'm thinking of my future. And I don't want to be in survival mode anymore, you guys. Like, I don't want to cause... I'm, I know this. things with myself have... On top of everything that he has to deal with, I know it's it's hard to be able to do your job when you're worried about your spouse at home who's mentally not okay, you know. And um, and that's been a burden on my heart, you know that I that I put undue stress on my husband. And there's a lot of times where I struggle with my own self esteem and my own. I've <laughs> suffered from depression before and. You know, it's just, I'm kind of finally getting to a place where I can have the opportunity to self-care and I am making a stance as a 40-year-old woman today to try to be the best that I can be. And I want to be that supportive spouse, you know, when it comes to the military and everything. But um, I think we both have realized that that journey is going to end um, in a couple of years when he is to reenlist. Um, because I think there's a lot of things that, you know, that get sacrificed on, on the spouse's end, especially when you have children. Um, it's hard to keep jobs if you're always moving like every two years or so. Um, it's hard to keep a job when you have kids too, and you don't have family around you to help with childcare and things like that. So, you know, I, I, for me to go back to work right now, I would have to make $20 an hour just so I could have half of my money, 
to take home and not go completely into childcare, which is a whole other thing that is ridiculous is child, the child, the whole cost of childcare. I can't, I can't. And, um, and anyway, so there's just like a lot to think about when, when you're create, when you're wanting to be involved with somebody who's in the military. And I just, you know, I'm not saying no, there are beautiful, beautiful things that come out of it. But at the same time, there is a reality of what sacrifices you have to make for those military members. And, you know, a lot of the time that sacrifice is their lives. And that's a real, very much real thing. How I deal with it. It's, it's easy for me because I'm removed from his deployment. Like I'm not there on deployment with him. I don't see what he goes through. I'm not on a ship. I don't completely understand all of the experiences that he's had. But then, you know, I see and I hear stories of other military members, spouses, and their families, and I will never not worry about my husband and his safety, but I I have to rest and trust that the crew that he works with, that the officers that he uh, are in charge of his life, I mean, the officers are responsible for their people's lives. Um, and all of the procedures and things that they do, I have to just trust that those things will keep my husband safe and that he'll be able to come home to us. Um, I think that's all that you can do is just have to have this blind trust <laughs> that your, your spouse will be protected. And I think a lot of that comes from your faith too. Um, you know, being a Christian, I just trust and pray every day that God allows my husband to come home because everybody deserves to come home. And even as he transitioned uh, to law enforcement, um, that's more of a reality of what, you know, that trust is every day. So, oh, we just went through a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, so let's lighten it up with some clips, you know, as we do. Um, so yeah, this first one, again, I feel like this is a little bit of my mental state. Um, so let's just go ahead and get into some of these ridiculous clips and with our first one from a wonderful, fantastic lady. Stop posting when mercury is in retrograde i have no idea what it means i have no clue but i know it means that something bad's gonna happen so imagine i get on oh fuck i get on my phone oh fuck oh fuck i don't know why but i know that something bad's gonna happen because mercury's mercury's in, in retrograde i would have no idea something bad's gonna happen if you didn't post about it and i'm scared what am i scared of i have no idea because i don't know I don't really think that anybody knows what Mercury in retrograde is. I've, I've been at this point. Like, if one more... I mean, everything is always... I feel like... Isn't it always in retrograde? I don't understand. Like, is this just a phrase that we're just flinging around now? I don't even pay attention to it because we've just kind of used it willy-nilly so much that it literally has lost its meaning. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And now here's incredible women doing incredible things. <laughs> I 
God. I love me some Spice Girls. And I just, when I saw this video, I was just like, oh my God, please. We need more of this. Oh my gosh. All right. Next up. The things people do on public transport. You know, I, <sighs> I have no words. Next. Um, oh, you know what? I think, is this the transgender flag? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right? I don't know. I feel like I would love to go to New York just to literally just sit on a corner and people watch because I bet you, you will find the most extravagant, craziest people you will ever see in your entire life. Speaking of more crazy people. I don't, I don't even really know what this is. Like, what is the point of this? Literally p stupid people doing stupid things. I, I don't, I don't know. This, I want to say, is a lady. I don't really know. Um, but anyway, she has been, it has been, they have been all over my uh, For You page. And yeah. Oh. <gasps> oh, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is amazing, Johnny. Dude, this is great. Dude, people are really missing out if they're not watching this right now. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. There are so many videos of this person, and I am here for it. I am ready for it. Here is another one. I guess it is a man. Johnny, Jonathan. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Andy and Sarah, this is for you. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Candy and Sarah. Bye, Felicia. Nice knowing you, girls. And you girls don't need to follow me no more. Do not text me. Do not call me. Bye, Felicia. Okay. I just... Oh, Candy and Sarah. You just got told. Told! <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I do, of course, want to leave you with a beautiful gift, with something to think about, something to ponder in your brain cells, um, something positive from a fantastic man. So here we go. Something to think about. 
If you do not thrive, to be the best. If you do not push yourself to be the greatest, you will accomplish nothing. How badly do you want it? How badly do you want it? <laughs> I mean... A little aggressive, but good point. All right, guys, I really appreciate you having patience with me this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, don't forget, you can also um, not only watch us here on YouTube, but you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, spread it to your friends. I have an episode coming up. Hopefully every Friday. Sometimes we'll miss a few, but um, every Friday, join me for a brand new episode. Again, I'm your host, Carrie Collins. I appreciate you. I love you. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for all of our military members who have since passed, gave their lives, all the things for, uh, for us, for our country. And until I see you in the next one, have a fantastic Lady Day. Bye, guys.